welcome to another episode of Odds and Ends, uh, sponsored by the Montgomery County Auditor's Office. My name is Carl Keith. I am the Montgomery County Auditor and serve as your host for Odds and Ends. And this month, I'm very pleased and honored to have with me uh, a, a young man that I've known for many years. Uh, worked with him when he was with Montgomery County. He's not with Montgomery County anymore, uh, but Tom Kelly is here with us. Tom, welcome. Thank you, Carl. Tom, uh, when he his last position with the county was assistant county administrator for human services. For human services, but he's just recently taken on a new career path, and he is now the CEO and president. Is that the title? CEO and president. Yes. Of United Way of. Uh, Greater Dayton, Greater Dayton area. area. So we're going to talk about the United Way and and the responsibilities there and and what that what kind of services are provided in the community and what's your role. But before we do that, let's talk more about you. And and again, I knew you for a long time with working for the county. But uh, why don't you give us a little bit more about your career there? Okay, Carl. Well, first of all, Carl, thank you for inviting me to the show. I really appreciate it. Glad to have you. And I appreciate giving, having the opportunity to talk a little bit about United Way today. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we talk about United Way, as you've asked about the county, I was very proud to work for the county for 30 years. When I came to the county back in 1993, I started out my career with, with the Office of Management and Budget. Mm. I was a financial consultant outplaced in, at that time, what was known as Community Human Services. Okay. The office that was charged with the human services levies. And I have had the proud distinction of being the person the county trusted with the human services levies and the management of the levies for a long, long time. Um, and those, the human services levy is kind of a unique thing to Montgomery County anyway. Yes. Uh, um, uh, Montgomery County is one of two counties in the entire state who has had the foresight to not simply put single-purpose levies on the ballot for any single human services need, but to really look collectively at what our overall human services look like for the county. Mm -hmm. So we take things like child welfare, alcohol, drug addiction, mental health services, public health, developmental disabilities, and then sort of a, a, a broad array of human services needs across the county, and we look at those needs collectively. And then those needs go to the ballot as a single issue instead of all those individual issues. Right. So it's more efficient, more effective. It's gained a lot of trust throughout the community over all these years. And it's, you know, we've never had a losing levy in Montgomery County. And we'd like to say that that's a part of the human services legacy, the foundation, the trust that everyone throughout the community really feels for the human services levies. Well, like I said, it's a very unique approach, and um, uh, as you said, a lot of foresight went into setting that all up, and uh, it's, it's been tremendously successful. So, uh, and so you've had a you've been a yeah, major I, role in putting that together and, and managing that for a long time. Well, no, I didn't start. Started right. back in the mid '80s, but yeah. I had I had a. a I had a large responsibility in keeping that process moving. Of course, I was with the county in the mid-'80s when it started. Well, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was forced enough to, to have been given the trust to keep that process going, make adjustments, additions, changes, improvements to the process over time. Mm -hmm. um, so that was one of my responsibilities. Um, I, when, I, when I finished my term at the county after 30 years, I was, as you mentioned, assistant county administrator over all the human services programs for the county. So that included things like job and family services. So it included everything from child welfare to Medicaid to uh, daycare, 
SNAP food assistance, child support. Still water? Did well, you, did, yeah, yeah. I mean, still water was not part of job and family services, but yes, still, yeah. still water center was one of the one of the things that reported they to reported me. to you. Yes, mm -hmm. where we provide daily assistance and residential services to about a hundred citizens throughout Montgomery County that have intellectual and physical disabilities. Mm -hmm. um, so I was responsible for any host of those things. Mm -hmm. um, I was always the I was also the person who had the largest number of employees reporting to them in the county structure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was very proud of my public service with the county. It was very valuable in my career path, and rewarding, uh, rewarding, rewarding yeah. work. Yes, the mm -hmm. rewarding work. Mm -hmm. It was um, rewarding to see the difference we made for citizens each and every day, and how we help people get have their needs met as best we could each and every day. So the transition over to United Way was not a big jump, was it? You know, the 30 years that I was with Montgomery County, I always had a working relationship in some way or other with, with United, United Way. Mm -hmm. I was either a volunteer, I was a donor, I um, actually worked with United Way on some of the programs they developed. Um, I had been a board member with United Way. You know, I, I've I was an external partner with United Way for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. I actually knew the last four presidents, CEOs of United Way, and worked with them. Mm -hmm. um, I made a decision when Tom Maltzby, the prior president, made his announcement that he was retiring, that after spending 30 years with Montgomery County, maybe it was time to consider what was next for me. Because you're still a young man. Well, you know, everything's relative. Everything's <laughs> relative. But I, I had, in fact, spent 30 years with Montgomery County, which, of course, made me retirement eligible. Mm -hmm. And Tom Mosby announced his retirement. And I thought about it. I made myself part of the process at United Way. And United Way felt enough of me and all the experience I had gained over all these years. And they felt that I was the person to trust with being the next president and CEO of United Way. And I started that job now two months ago. So you're still just early into that. Um, tell us a little bit about what what have you been doing in, the, in these first two months? Well, you know, I, I mentioned I've always worked with United Way, but it's always a little different when you're inside oh, versus yeah. outside. No so doubt. I spent the first month or so sort of assessing where United Way is, what those partnerships look like, how United Way operates, and things I should be, you know, concerned with or things that I need to be involved in. Um, for the last 30 days, then, I've been looking at how we improve what United Way does in the community, how we shore up some of those additional relationships in the community, how we make sure that United Way moving forward is in the best position it can be, and how we begin to take advantage of other opportunities that are available to United Way. And so I'm trying to work through that path now. Hmm. Um, now United Way is a vital organization in the community. It's vital in the work that it does independently, but it's also very vital in the work that it does with all the partners and the safety net that exists throughout the entire community. And it's my job to make sure that the value add is always there and that we build upon all those relationships each and every day. The, again, I've been with the county a long time, and we, we, the county always has a, a big uh, United Way campaign. Or, uh, I, I think I would say the county is one of the biggest supporters in the community. Is that fair to say? I mean, I know you have lots of support in the community for it. but Yeah. M Montgomery County is one of our very important large campaigns, yes. Yeah. Um, and so we all, you know, we've 
I've grown up knowing about United Way and, and its impact in the community, but a lot, for a lot of people, they, they may hear it, but they just don't really realize how it works or what does it do. And can, can you talk to, about that just a little bit more? Sure, sure. So United Way does a variety of things in the community. Some of them very present and very visible, others more behind the scenes. And you know what I've actually begun doing lately, you know, is is providing an analogy to help people understand what does United Way really do. What I ask people to do is to think about if they were building a house, what would they do? They would hire a general contractor. Mm-hmm. Because that general contractor knows how to hire the best plumber, the best electrician, who to call upon to lay to pour the concrete and put the foundation in the house, who to call for the roof, hang the drywall, all those things. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the, the general contractor hands the keys off to the person building the house. United Way is much like a general contractor. We accept people where they are who have needs. And we develop specific programming around what those needs are. So we're the general contractor that then works with agencies throughout the community to provide a basket of services that are specific to those unique needs that come to us. We work with any number of agencies throughout the entire community to make sure that we can access, deliver services around what any family may need. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a variety of programs we operate in the community. We what are, the, what are the, some of the ones that are like the most impactful, do you yeah, think? So, so we operate the 211 Help Link and okay. Vets Link line. Okay. So if people throughout the community have a need and they aren't quite sure where to call or who to turn to, they call 211. Okay. Where we have uh, trained professionals who answer the phone and they ask enough questions to the person calling to find out what their needs really look like. It's not, it's not unusual for someone to call United Way, call 211 and ask for a need to be met. But our, our people who answer the phone call have enough understanding to know that that may not really be what their primary need is. You know, we may get someone who calls, they say, well, I need food. Mm-hmm. Where is the local food pantry in my area? Who do I call? What's, what's my eligibility? What do I do? All right. And we may ask enough questions to find out that, well, food is one of their concerns, but there are really a whole lot of other concerns in the household. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe they need utility assistance. Maybe they have a domestic violence situation. Maybe there are a variety of other issues that are present, and food isn't going to resolve everything in that household. Mm-hmm. So part of our work is also to triage a little bit, ask the right number of questions, find out what's really going on in the household, and then identify how do we help this family? How do we help them move forward? How do we put a path in front of them to give them the tools to be more successful? So 211 is one example of that. Sure. We also have, um, you know, within 211, it's both HelpLink and VetsLink. So we do also provide outreach and call assistance for military families. You know, we often think about military families as being connected to the VA mm-hmm. or the Veterans Service Commission, but there are a lot of families that fall through the cracks. Maybe they don't quite connect to the VA or they don't quite get connected to the Veterans Services Administration, or they just need a very simple answer in the community of a simple service that may help them. We're there to help those needs as well. Um, you know, we also have a program named Strong Families in the community. Okay. We receive referrals into the Strong Families program, and it has three basic components. 
The first and most essential component is to make sure the families can stay housed in their current living arrangement, as long as it's safe. We're, what we do is we try to make sure they have rental assistance if they need it, utility assistance, or maybe foreclosure prevention services if that's what they need. Because what we find is if we can keep people housed, if we can keep them stable, they can really do everything else that they need to. They can get up and go to work each day. They can make sure that their other family needs are addressed. Because the worst thing in the world is for families to become homeless. Because once they become homeless or they become transient and moving around a lot, everything else seems to get worse. Everything else seems to fall apart. If we can keep them safely and stably housed, everyone is better off. Second component is what's happening with their children. Again, if we keep them stably housed, their children will stay in the same school district. They'll keep the same core set of friends. They'll stay in the same lesson plan. They'll stay more prepared to be successful in school, and then everyone's better off because of that. Third component is the parents, the, the, the adults in the household. What we, often, what we know right now is about 40% of the, of, the, of the households in our community are having difficulty making their essential ends meet. Inflation, housing costs, fuel costs, any number of things. We find that many of those individuals are working two jobs, mm -hmm. three part-time jobs, any number of things just to try to get by. If we can work with those individuals, those adults, get them in a job training program, get them in a program that provides certificate training so they can learn, get a, a better trade. If we can put them in a program which gives them more laterable income opportunities so they can qualify for promotions, more income viable opportunities. They are much more prepared to be financially stable. So if, if we can work on all three of those things, stable housing, kids staying in schools and being successful, better income for families, what we get are stronger families, which leads to stronger neighborhoods, which leads to stronger communities, which then builds more economic viability for our region. And everyone wins. And that's the United Way. That's the United that's Way. United. Uh, so, you know, when you were at the county and, and overseeing the human services levy and the human services programs, like you mentioned, you had a levy that, uh, that the taxpayers and voters in the community were very generous to support those levies over the year in order to support those needs. Yes. Now, there's no levy for the United Way and the work you're doing there. With the United, there's no, it's not levy supported. It's not taxpayer supported, right? I mean, so how do you fund these things? We raise money for United Way in a couple of different ways. Donor-designated desi donor funds, mm -hmm. workplace giving campaigns, and we also, like you know, many other nonprofits in the community, go after grants that are available. Okay. So from those three or four primary funding sources, we put everything together for United Way. We, ha we are in a very generous community. We no value No question about that. No, no we question. value all the campaigns that exist throughout <clears throat> our community whether they're workplace giving campaigns, whether they're individual donors, whether they are philanthropic organizations that make funding available, all of them are put to use at United Way. And what I strive to do each and every day is to continue to build those relationships, to make sure that everyone understands what the value add is at United Way, how we leverage those resources, how we get more meaningful use from those resources, and how they come together to build a stronger community. That's what we do each and every day at United Way. So, 
if anyone listening is interested in, in helping or wanting to be involved, more involved, or being supportive of your of your mission, what, what, what kinds of things can they do, or who should they contact, or what, what should they do if they want to be more involved? A couple different things they can do. If they'd like to be a donor to United Way, because... Always be, that's always well, one way, right? <laughs> yeah. If they'd like to become a donor, if they'd like to increase their donation, right. or become a donor, or even a run, even if they if they run a if they have a business would like to run a workplace giving campaign mm-hmm. and allow their staff to participate, they can reach out to us. They can go to our website, which is Dayton UnitedWay.org. They can call us at 937-225-3001. They can connect with us in any any number of ways. And we can certainly take donations. Mm-hmm. They can also contact us by those same methods and talk to us about becoming a volunteer. You know, we there are events that happen in the community all the time with how we promote activities that are of United Way or of our other partners in the community that are vested in doing this work. There are many volunteer opportunities if people would like to see what really happens mm-hmm. at the community level and how people are helped, how lives are changed how impact really happens at the neighborhood level. We can show people how that really works and what change really happens. So there are volunteer opportunities available then? Always. 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 Very good. Very Always. good. Well, here, why don't we give those, those the website and the telephone number to, to everybody. Why don't we give that one more time? Okay. The website is Dayton-UnitedWay.org. Phone number is 937 937- Two two five three zero zero one. Well, I, I know what uh, it, during my time at Montgomery County, uh, you know, when I was first hired, the elected official I worked for at the time, it was important uh, priority that we all support the United Way, and so uh, I've, we've just kind of I've just kind of grown up with that with that attitude, and then I think that attitude is you know permeates throughout county government, and and so we've tried to be very supportive over the years and continue to try to be supportive over the years. So it's nice to know that it, it's important work, it, it's meaningful work, it contributes to a, to a better community, and um, so there's opportunities for people to, to be involved and there's certainly opportunities for people to contribute to that effort. I, every year at the, the county we have a, well, of course the pandemic was different, was difficult, I, and I imagine it was difficult uh, to sustain the services of the United Way, but as it was for everybody, right? Yes. Um, but um, you know, we always try to have this uh, kickoff uh, outdoor cookout, and everyone participates. And and uh, you know, I, I tell people that county auditor wears many hats, including the county's DJ, United Way DJ. So uh, you know, this has very been important in in my career during the county in the county, uh, and I'm just so happy to see you at, at the helm because uh, I know. I know how committed you are to this type of work and, and how committed you are to the community and to social services and, and touching the lives, improving the lives of those who, who need help. And uh, so I can't think of a better place or a better place for you to be than, than with the United Way. Well, thank you, Carl. I really appreciate that. Uh, so we appreciate you being here today and joining us for another episode of, of uh, uh, Odds and Ends. We've just, we've just been doing this. This will be our sixth episode, I think fifth or sixth. I've, I've, in lost track, but uh, you know something we've been doing to try to 
promote things that are going on in the county and, uh, and learn more about issues that are and services that are available. So we appreciate you coming today and, and telling us, educating us a little bit more about the United Way. So thank no, you very I, much. I'm happy to be here, Carl. I appreciate the invitation and and I appreciate everything that you've always done as well. And I don't I don't just mean as the auditor and at the county. I mean in general because you've always been visible in the community. You've always gone above and beyond to show people how much you care and just by doing this show and inviting guests in to be able to talk about what happens out in the community and what other good kinds of things are going on is a prime example of that. Well, we hear a lot about the bad, so it's it's nice to have an opportunity to talk about the good because there is a it lot is. of good. And the United Way is, a, is just an excellent example of good things going on in the community, good people, good support. Uh, and, and, again, it's a way, you know, any of us individually trying to do something uh, we, we can't have the impact that we can together, and I think that's the whole idea. Yes, and that it, it embraces what United Way is about, right. us coming together to do better. Very good. And I well, appreciate you for being a part of it. Well, thank you, Tom. Thank you. And that, that'll wrap up this episode of Odds and Ends. Thank you very much for joining us.